Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcast. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Welcome to Stuff from the Science Lab from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. This is Allison Laddermilk, the science editor at HowStuffWorks.com. And this is Robert Lamb, science writer at HowStuffWorks.com. So, a while back, you guys can't see me, but I was as big as a house because I had a baby. You had a baby. That's right. You were gone for months at a time there. And you just thought I went to Aruba, but no, I was out on maternity leave. Yeah, I thought you went to Aruba and that just came back with an extra kid. But <laughs> So, do you know where I had this uh, this baby? Uh, a hospital, I believe. And that would be a good guess. And that is where I did actually have said baby, although in the nick of time, because baby came fast. Woo! Um, but I found out after the fact that maybe I should have investigated another birthing option. You mean like a, uh, like a, like a pool or a birthing swing or something? <laughs> Are you making that up? Is there such thing as a birthing swing? I don't know about the birthing swing, swing but. Yeah, maybe a pool. I, I've been interested in the idea of water birth or even a home birth or a home water birth. Mm-hmm. Um, but it turns out that I miss, I missed the boat. I could have, uh, I could have had a baby in the ocean with a dolphin assisting me. And you would have needed to be on a boat for that, probably. Well, yeah, yeah. that's true. A dolphin doula. Whoa. So today I... we're going to be talking about <laughs> dolphins and, uh, there's a huge amount of quackery surrounding dolphins and also some pretty cool science. And a lot of it seemingly to uh, surround the whole topic of having a dolphin present at your present at your birth. 
Yeah, which, there's a lot of interconnection between yeah. dolphins and babies. So tell me more about this this dolphin doula. How does this work? Well, there's an outfit in Hawaii called the Sirius Institute. Sirius is in um, the name of satellite radio or the constellation, as opposed to, are you serious? Not like serious science. Gotcha. Right, right. Um, so these people at this institute decided that... Um, Underwater birth was a good thing, and they also decided that um, there's a clear therapeutic value of dolphins. And so what would be the not- next logical step? Well, put the two together, a water birth with dolphins. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, I I think a Sigur Rose concert is pretty relaxing, but I wouldn't want to have a baby there, right? <laughs> I mean, um, it, it just seems kind of weird. It does seem kind of weird. I saw a video of it on the Internet. Because the internet has these kinds of things, and uh, it was on YouTube, and um, it was it was kind of odd. And who knows if this video is real? Of course, anything can be faked. I realize that, but there was a woman with a you know very big belly and a bikini, and uh, well, part of a bikini, and a baby coming out, and and a dolphin nosing around <laughs> in parts that I would not want a dolphin nosing around in when I was giving birth. Was the baby clearly real in the? Uh, it was yeah. very hard to make out because yeah, you know because the dolphin could have been a puppet too. I mean. I don't think it was a dolphin puppet, but hey, it might have been. The, the, the baby was kind of murky, and the photography or the videography underwater was, <laughs> was, not of, uh, was not of good quality. Anyway, Penn and Teller wound up interviewing these guys on uh, their Showtime show, Bullshit, and uh, they, they, they did, in fact, call, call Bullshit on this. <laughs> not, no surprise there. Well, it's, it's interesting. I actually have some more uh, Bullshit, if you will, uh, surrounding... Uh, uh, human births and dolphins. Um, I, I can't say for a fact that if you go there now, you can find this program, but at least previously at Hotel Los Delphines in Lima, Peru, they had a program going there for a while where, uh, pregnant women would come, would come by like once a week and in 15 minute sessions, they would hang out with the dolphins there at the hotel mm-hmm. in, in a tank. They weren't guests, you know, they're part of the decoration, I guess, if you, if you will. And, um, they would the the whole cell on this, or or the a large part of it anyway, was that the dolphins are shooting out all these ultrasonic uh, waves. You know, they use the dolphins are heavy into using their sound, right? Um, so the idea is that these ultrasonic waves are going to like reach out and touch your baby and make your baby develop faster or smarter, or you know, or be able to talk to fish. <laughs> and he or she grows up. Uh, right, it stimulates brain growth, right. essentially. And I hate to even say there's a little truth to that. But there's a 2008 study that's pretty interesting um, from a team of neuroscientists at Arizona State University. And uh, they they were looking at ways to use ultrasound to stimulate, like, specific brain circuitry. Okay. Um, and, and using that as a way to uh, to treat things like Alzheimer's disease and Parkinson's disease and epilepsy and, and things of that nature. So yes, there's there's truth to the idea that ultrasonic waves can be used beneficially on the human mind. Um, not a lot to support the idea that uh, that dolphins can uh, use sound waves to make your baby better. Um, right, and you can just back away from dolphins one step more and say that you know stimulation. Um, like any external stimuli, whether it be music or a dolphin. Um, yeah, and a, and a Mozart CD is a lot cheaper, I think. Yeah, right. which brings me to the question, how much was this dolphin 15-minute session? I wonder how much they had to pay for it. Um, I, I understand it was pretty pricey. But but here's the interesting thing. Uh, the, you know, they talk to the women afterwards. You know, they're talking, like you, like you say, they're, they're, they're feeling the baby move, and any number of stim- stimuli can actually you know, cause that, that sort of thing to happen. But then also they're talking about like, oh, well, the mother was, was calmed 
just uh, just by being around the dolphins. Like you said, dolphins have a very calming effect. And that plays in, um, into a lot of the same territory as uh, dolphin-assisted therapy. Which is one thing before we, we go on to the next instance of uh, dolphins being used in a fairly interesting way. Um, the, you guys need to actually kind of picture this. There's, it's not a woman um, who's swimming around in the pool. It's, it's a woman with her... Um, well, the pictures are of a woman like kneeling by the side of a pool with her belly exposed, and the the dolphin's actually kind of like nuzzling. But yes, it uh, it, it it's a uh, it's reminiscent too of this uh, dolphin assisted therapy uh, program, which is uh, just another animal assisted therapy program. You frequently see this involving horses, where uh, you, you take uh, often children and uh, you you put them in there with animals and uh, and 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 a therapist. But uh, it, it helps them uh, helps the therapist to connect with the kid more, and uh, and it's used to uh, to treat cognitive, physical, and social uh, emotional responses. Right. So I've heard that um, this is a treatment for, or this is a proposed treatment for kids with uh, autism spectrum disorder, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I also read in this topic that an Emory study is calling it pretty much bunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a there. There's a, a lot of talk on these studies. It's. it's Fairly controversial. So while a dolphin may not be able to talk to your unborn child, um, they can definitely talk to each other. And they can uh, basically talk to the environment around them. They use uh, what we call echolocation or biosonar um, to basically bet to send waves of sound through the water like a submarine, like a bat, you know, to bounce uh, bounce. Um, sound waves off of objects and then the, the waves bounce back and uh, it gives them a, a picture of the shape, uh, the distance and even the surfaces around them in the water. It's pretty amazing. I read in Jane McGrath's article about disarming uh, dolphins disarming sea mines that dolphins can tell the difference between a BB gun pellet and a kernel of corn at 50 feet away. That's wow. pretty amazing. I, I, have, I have made that mistake before, so... <laughs> But a dolphin never ruined would. a microwave. But, um, but yeah. so score one point for the dolphin. Yeah, we zero have to, points for humans, right there. Zero points for humans. So how do they actually do this disarming of the sea mines? Well, the truth is they don't actually disarm them. They do, however, helpfully point them out. And what happens is um, the dolphins learn to search for a mine, and after they find one, they swim back up to a boat um, because they have to be taken to mm-hmm. the the area with the mines. And this is where, um, well, animal activists have issues with with all of it, but. Um, yeah, it's hard to say this is natural behavior for the dolphin. Right. And then they're flying the dolphin in a sling, in a tank, you know, to wherever the area is, which puts immense stress on the dolphin's immune system. So, um, then they're away from their families more and stress on the dolphin family. You know, no. <laughs> but anyway, so the dolphin comes up to the surface and then the guy gives him a treat for finding the mine, right? Right. Essentially. And then once the, uh, once the dolphin, once they have that interaction, the, the, once they have that interaction, the trainer will give um, the dolphin an acoustic transponder, and it's this device uh, that the animal will take back into the area it's spotted in the mine. The device will emit some telltale sound, and um, a diver will uh, go back down to disarm the mine itself. Okay. So uh, it finds a mine, it reports the mine, then it tags the mine, and mm-hmm. then uh, humans can actually come and disarm them. Yeah, and one other interesting point, and I would have thought this too, was that well, why are you going to have dolphins doing that? Aren't they going to set off the mine? But actually, um, mines aren't really intended to be set off by something as natural as marine life. However, they are intended to go off by, say, the presence of a big ship. Right. So, uh, so yeah, the dolphin is 
is not within the design parameters for a said weapon. That's true, Robert. That's true. So that's a, that's that's pretty smart. I uh, certainly cannot spot a sea mine. No. Um, well, I mean, I have no idea, but uh, I take your word for it. I would imagine I couldn't do it. I feel, I feel like I could bump into one if it was there, but uh, but yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> be able to like just go into the water and find one. Uh, another interesting example um, of dolphins, and this is one. This is actually, I think, a more entertaining example because it shows them pulling one over their humans. Um, masters and not just simply finding mines for them which let's face it i mean the humans kind of got themselves into the whole mine issue anyway right and now so, they got to pull the dolphins into it yeah it's ridiculous but uh at the at marine world at marine world africa uh usa uh they had some uh some dolphins in the in the tank there and apparently they would get garbage um you know garbage would be blown off uh uh, off the roof, et cetera, and wind up in the tank. Okay. All right. And, uh, and dolphins are curious and they got concerned about the dolphins, like, finding the garbage and, like, eating it. Sure. And then damaging, uh, you know, their, their intestines and whatnot. So they started training the dolphins that if they found garbage, they could bring the garbage in and receive a tasty fish, um, as a treat and as a reward, right? So it sounds like a good system, right? Yeah. Except the dolphins started started gaming the system. I love that. Yeah. They they figured out that, all right, I find some garbage. I can actually just hide it at the bottom of the tank near the <laughs> filtration system. And then every time I get hungry and want a little extra snack, I can go down and break a little piece off of the roofing shingle or whatever it is I have squirreled away down there, bring it up, and get my treat. So they the, the, the people at the, at the aquarium finally figured this out and, and were amazed by it. You know what? I'm still thinking that dolphins are ahead of us in this whole smart. I don't know. I think that one's a tie. I think that shows that that like humans, they can figure out how to take a seemingly fair system and manipulate it for their gain. Well, here's something they can do that we can do, too. They can recognize themselves in the mirror. Ah. You wouldn't think that's such a big deal, but actually mirror self-recognition is considered pretty special in the animal kingdom. Although lately, when I was looking into this one, it seems like a lot of animals are gaining this ability or already had this ability and we just discovered it, mm-hmm. um, like the great apes and pigs and bottlenose dolphins and, hey, elephants and even magpies. Wow. So if that kind of puts us on the same plane as magpies and... <laughs> so is that is that one for dolphins or one for us? I think it's I think it's probably tie Another on tie. that one. Well, I, I have one where I think they definitely have a speed. Okay. Um all right, my name's Robert Lamb, right? I do a Google search for Robert Lamb, and I get, I get me, but and then I also get like a serial killer and some guy who, like, drew stuff for the He-Man cartoon. Likewise, I don't know, you have a more distinctive last name, so maybe. I do, but there are a couple of Alice and okay. Lattermilks floating around. Well, apparently every uh, dolphin has like a particular whistle that is that signifies um, who it is. That like basic, it, I wouldn't go so far as to call it a name because, as far as we know, they don't have a language. But each dolphin has its own whistle. But they do have a way of communicating. We should say that. Yes, they do communicate, uh, and and they use um, their sonic abilities to do that, which is really more of a more of a nasal thing. Most of the sound is generated uh, uh, in the the nasal cavities, kind of like most country music that comes out of Nashville. Says. <laughs> um, so that that's how they communicate. And yeah, each one has a signature whistle. And I don't have a signature whistle. I don't even really have a signature name, even if I spell the whole thing out. So. That's true. Neither do I. Although, how do they know that it's signature? I mean, how do they know that it's not duplicated within the dolphin pod? I don't know that. Well, I mean, I guess it wouldn't th- be duplicated would, in the not, dolphin not pod. Not within the pod, but yeah, maybe like globally. Like maybe there's another. Uh, and I, I sure wish I had rehearsed a, a fake dolphin whistle now because that would make for a good joke. But 
But no, yeah, how would how how would they they know? And then also, where does where does the whistle come from, right? Like, does a dolphin at one point wake up and say, "I will be," you know? What? What? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, like, do they just say, "Oh, well, that's my name," or 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 you know, does the mother say, "Hey, Junior, your name is something or another," you know? Have, so maybe they have imagination and creativity too. Yeah. Well, you uh, you said that uh, you'd read somewhere that they're capable of. Of abstraction, right? Of their brains can generate abstraction. Well, there's a little bit Maybe. of debate on this one. You know, whether dolphins can comprehend abstract concepts like um, love, right? Sex. Sex is an interesting one. Um, if we've, yeah, we've covered enough to get into the, the sex part here. Apparently, um, dolphins and bonobos, which is a monkey, uh, are the only animals other than humans that engage in sex for pleasure. There's a whole article on Snopes about this, most of which goes into exactly what is um, sex for pleasure versus uh, sex purely for reproductive reasons. And basically, the this is the th- the trio of animals that will actually engage in sex when there's no possibility of uh, of any kind of uh, a reproductive process taking place. No so kidding. That's, that's kind of interesting. So that's definitely a one for one there. I think they've they've tied us and and bonobos are somewhere in the mix. As well, but that's a separate podcast altogether. Okay, on a little, a less boring note, I they can... that's that not boring. That's oh, amazing. I'm sorry, that's not what I meant to say. On a slightly tamer note, um, dolphins can use tools. I read about an instance in which um, I still don't believe that. I really hope there's a YouTube video of that as well. Well, there is an article about dolphins um, using marine sponges on their beak, and they break them off them in the seabed, and they um. They use them as a fishing tool, I guess, to kind of stab stab the other fish. fish. They make like it's like a an ocean shiv. <laughs> I don't know, but I know that it was observed over in uh, Shark Bay, Australia, and so this is evidence of um, this is pretty exciting evidence of learned behavior being shared be- uh, among dolphins. Right. This. I mean, this is again. This is one of those things that uh, like tool use is another thing that we tend to associate with uh, the higher primates. And here's a dolphin doing it on the ocean. Oh, and then for all of you cooks out there, apparently dolphins can cook. Uh, somewhat on <laughs> a basic can level. Can pre- prepare food. Anyway. Can prepare food, yeah. right. So um, some dolphins have been observed uh, chasing down their prey cuttlefish, which is sort of like squid and stuff of that well, nature. They're the cutest of the cephalopods, I believe. Yeah, aren't they cephalopods? Are they cephalopods? I think so. Are you sure of that? I know they're cute. I know that much. Some of them, the the ones at the aquarium are adorable, but they get bigger and get kind of, they kind of look like old bearded men. But the the little ones are very adorable. Well, anyway, the dolphin recipe for cuttlefish goes something like this: you get the cuttlefish, you shake it around and get rid of all that ink in the cuttlefish because I guess it doesn't taste all that good. And then you drag said cuttlefish along the seafloor to get rid of the bones, and then you eat the cuttlefish. Wow! Ta-da! There you go. Julie Child could not do better. Everybody can try that one at home. Tell us how it turns out. So, Robert, I'm kind of thinking that the dolphins came out ahead in this one. Maybe. I don't know. I've got one more scenario that I think that I don't know if this one will push the dolphins completely ahead or maybe bring it back in, in our direction. But um, I found this this uh, awesome uh, um, article. It's a 2007 uh, news article out of Australia. And it said that, like, apparently uh, about the the hundred richest people in the world and we're talking like people just so like grotesquely rich that we can barely comprehend how they fill their days. You know, we're talking like 
um, like Saudi princes and like Russian um, oil know, barons, oil barons. Yeah, these type of vodka people. kings. Yeah, guys who own Google. You know, th- these these type of guys. They can actually afford luxury private submarines. Like like the the people who make these submarines are located out of Dubai. You know, to give you uh, an idea. On that island that's shaped like a palm tree. Yeah, or Tracy Jordan's face, one or the other. I can't remember, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So anyway, these hundred or so guys are taking these uh these submarines out, okay. and apparently a popular thing to do is to uh, go down in front of the panoramic glass view of the uh, of the uh, of the of the underwater uh, environment, and to uh, like make mad passionate love to whoever you make mad passionate love to when you're that rich, and. Uh, and they in, they uh, observed a curious thing happening. Dolphins would come up to the glass and like watch through the glass and start like tapping on the glass while they're doing it. And what did the tapping mean? Do you think? I don't know. Like uh, I was thinking, like, are they critiquing what's going on? Or close the curtains, buddy? I've yeah, seen yeah. enough. Who knows? But but I mean, it's kind of like the mirror thing, I guess. You know, I mean, how many other animals come and like tap on windows or and are basically voyeurs? My dog, maybe. Dog, I, I don't know, but uh, but that one was definitely okay. Definitely but before we I'm get not off sure this, which side wins on that one? Before we get off this, I have to say, I mean, who first reported this? You know, it, I think it was one of those things that arose within the community of luxury private submarine owners. Like I, I'm guessing <laughs> they have like their own magazine, like Luxury Submarine Owners Weekly. You know, and, no doubt, no doubt. And and people, I mean, apparently people were like complaining about it, and they were like, "What are we going to do?" And basically, the the only idea that came out is like, "Well, we should put up curtains, or just get used to dolphins hanging out." All right. So so where does that put us? I don't know. On one hand, dolphins are kind of creepy and looking in on rich guys doing it, and on the other hand, humans are spending awful lot of money to go down and do it underwater. So it's like. We're both kind of creepy in that regard, I guess. And equally smart? Mm, maybe dolphins get the... the I one think up. I'm going to give dolphins the fish yeah. on this one. <laughs> so if you want to read more about your uh, favorite animals, whether they're dolphins or ants or... What's your favorite cuttlefish? animal? I like cuttlefish a lot, actually. All right. All right. Yeah. If you want to read more about cuttlefish, uh, why don't you head on over or swim on over to HowStuffWorks.com. And also check out the blogs at blogs.howstuffworks.com, where we write about just about everything from dolphins to, uh, you know, creepy Russian billionaires. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Want more How Stuff Works? Check out our blogs on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage. Today's episode is brought to you by Visible. The future of wireless is here, and it's transparent. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees, no surprises, no, really. What are you waiting for? Get with the times and switch to Visible at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. 
It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.